This is an ABC podcast. Cookie, how good were those prawns that just came off? They were amazing. Absolutely perfect quality. You've got boats that are working for one night only. So they're going to sea at about four o'clock in the afternoon. They're coming home at, you've just seen it pull up now at what, seven o'clock, 7.30 in the morning. So those prawns are less than a few hours old. Do they cook them out at sea? They cook them out at sea, yeah. So hauled up, sorted on the table, cooked, brought in, weighed up, out the front in the shop. Did you eat them for breakfast? I eat prawns most days for breakfast, yeah. I eat seafood about five days a week and yeah, prawns are definitely the start of the day, that's for sure. I eat prawns like you for breakfast. <laughs> It's hard being a fishmonger, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm Fee Poole and I'm learning to live a little greener. This is Little Green Pod. I'm standing in the middle of the largest fish market in the Southern Hemisphere, the Sydney Fish Market, where more than 13,000 tonnes of seafood is traded annually. 13,000 tonnes. That's about 65 blue whales. Not that you'd find blue whales here for sale. These fishmongers are all about sustainable seafood, but what does that even mean? And what do we need to look for if we want our fish or our oysters or our crabs to be green? Brian Skepper is the general manager here. And Oh my gosh, what is this? This is huge. It's a spotted cod. They catch them up on the reef. So this one's come from Mackay Reef, which is up uh, in Queensland. So how does the fish all come to you here? A lot of it comes by road freight. Some comes from air, by air freight. So for instance, product that's coming from New Zealand, caught yesterday on the plane yesterday evening, sold here this morning. 53% of the seafood that we sell by volume comes from New South Wales. So it's coming from your Ballinas, your Coffs Harbours, Bermagui's Eden. So it's regional fishing communities that are catching that product sending it to the market by road freight, arrives here in the night, sold in the morning in the shops today. So I guess if we really wanted to be green, the greenest way to consume fish, it would be to find out what species are caught locally and eat that. So you're, if you're living in, say, Coffs Harbour, it makes sense to buy the local product that they harvest there and eat it in your local community or for the same basis on the south coast. For a city like Sydney, Melbourne and so on, you start to define local as being Australia, New Zealand, this region here. What is sustainable seafood? What does that even mean? People have different definitions for sustainability, but from our point of view, it's a fishery or a fish stock that's being monitored, managed, and so that the harvesting ensures that you don't fish it down to the point where it won't recover. What are your top tips for buying sustainable seafood? Number one is buy Australian seafood or buy New Zealand seafood. You know it's well managed. And go to your local fishmonger and look for what's in season. Did you know that uh, 70% of the seafood we eat comes from overseas? Uh, there's a lot of issues like overfishing, poor working conditions. That's really why we should buy Australian. Uh, what does the buyer need to avoid or sort of be aware of if they want to steer clear of non-sustainable seafood? In Australia, the retailers have to label country of origin of the product. There are other methods too. You know, you've got some of the uh, things like Marine Stewardship Council uh, who accredit fisheries. And that tends to be more the overseas imported products. You can see if you look for those uh, sustainability certifications. Do you ever 
go to a shop or a supermarket and have a look at what they're offering for sale and think, whoa, that's, you should not be selling that. You'll see in the Australian supermarkets too, they're implementing their own processes to ensure that the stocks that they sell are responsibly harvested. So uh, perhaps one little gap in there is in food service restaurants where they're not required to label the product for the country of origin. And, but I would just recommend uh, to the consumer, if you're having a meal in a restaurant, ask the operators, where does it come from? Is it sustainable? Are there overfished species that we should avoid? If you're concerned about uh, individual species, there's a great little app that's published by the Fisheries Research and Development Corporation. And it lists all the species, the stock levels, because some species might be sustainable in one fishery or one region, but they're suffering in another region. And this little app will tell you that. Want to find out if your fish is green? Well, there's the SAFS app Brian is talking about that stands for Status of Australian Fish Stock Reports. There's also the Sustainable Seafood Guide. It gives each species a traffic light rating. Farmed Australian barramundi, that's a green light. Wild caught ocean perch, that's a red light. No. All right, we're at the fishmonger and we see prawns from Vietnam. What do you think of those? You can't automatically assume they're not sustainable. I would then, in that case, check whether or not they've been certified under a sustainability program. Okay, let's move on to farmed fish. Quite controversial in Australia uh, around salmon and the way salmon is farmed in Tasmania in particular, sort of under lights and in big schools. What do you think of farming? There's nothing wrong with farm product. You know, we don't think twice about buying farm beef. Yet to farm beef, you know, they clear fell all the trees off the land and they introduce foreign grass species. And we don't question that as being sustainable or not. Whereas in farming of uh, seafood, providing it's well controlled in terms of wastes and so on, it's actually far more sustainable than on land protein. The other thing I think I'm a little worried about as a consumer is how the fish is caught, like netting versus pollen line versus, I don't even know what other ways, but I've got this picture in my mind of just sort of dragging along the ocean and picking everything up. I mean, is that true? It might have been true in the past, but because the fishermen are working on quotas, they're working with size limits and so on, there's been a lot of work done in putting bycatch reduction devices into the nets. Researchers say that the Great Pacific garbage patch between Hawaii and California is actually made up of 75,000 metric tonnes of plastic. A lot of it's fishing gear. That's really sad. So 100,000 ocean animals get caught up in this sort of stuff and suffocated every year. Eight to 10 cents from each tub that we send down to Sydney or get sold through Sydney actually gets put towards Ocean Watch to help pull those plastics out of the water. Also removing ghost traps that have been sitting in the water without attention. Do you have any tips for recreational fishers about how they should do the right thing? I think the important thing is, is to uh, Respect the size limits. So if you get an undersized fish, put it back, let it grow up. The other thing is, is don't pollute our waterways. You know, it's too easy to throw the plastic bait bag over the side or things like that. You know, our waterways are very, very precious. All right, so Brian Skepper was very positive about the Australian seafood industry. 
Come on, it is his job. So I thought I'd do a quick little fact check on some of what he had to say, just in case it was a little fishy. You might remember Matthew Evans from our meat episode. He's a farmer, former chef and a restaurant critic, but he also led a campaign a few years back for better labelling of Aussie seafood. Buy small fish because they grow faster and the things that grow faster are inherently more sustainable. And I would buy Australian seafood because in the absence of any other information, those two things will allow you to do the least damage to the oceans. When I was touring the Sydney fish market, Brian, the GM, he was like glowing in his praise of the Australian seafood industry and how environmentally friendly it is. Do you agree? Yeah, look, Australia's come a long way. It was pretty badly managed yeah, through the 70s, 80s, into the 90s. There's been a lot of buybacks of licences. So essentially what they've done in Australia is really clean up their act. And it is one of the best managed fisheries in the world. Within that, there'll be some fish that get overfished and some fish which are underfished, but he should be excited about the Australian industry. That said, like we are kind of hooked on a particular number of species and it's not that many really, is it? We're rubbish, to be honest. Australians are rubbish. We've got about 600 species around Australia that are available at various different times, to uh, commercially available. And yet I reckon most Australians would struggle to name 10 different species that they put on the table or would order when they go out to restaurants. And so... There's a lot of pressure on certain species and there's a lot of species that are undervalued. They're not all good fried as a steak. They're not all good put on the barbie and they're certainly not all good put in batter, but they are all good for something. So what are some of those lesser known species we should consider? Leather jacket. It's a beautiful fish to bake. Sardines. 95% of the sardines, 99% of the sardines in Australia are fed to other fish. And what species would you say, yes, definitely steer clear of this. Orange Ruffy's back on the supposedly sustainable list. It's, they're catching it again. This is a fish that was around, I don't know if anyone remembers the you know, the 80s or 90s, I think it was, and boats almost sank. They were dragging so many up at a time. They're a deep water fish. I don't know that we need to be taking a fish that takes 30 or 40 years to come to maturity. I think we can do better by maybe eating a mackerel or, you know, travala that only lives and dies within a year. What about farm salmon? Farm salmon? Oh, look, I describe that as a good fish for other people to eat. Uh, <laughs> I guess the issues I've got with salmon are what they're fed. So they get fed um, soybeans and uh, um, some wild fish, but they're getting, you know, fed chicken meal and chicken fat and feather meal and, and blood and bone in the form of meat meal. And salmon's almost a result of the cheap chicken industry. So if you've got cheap chicken reared in dubious circumstances, then you end up with this chicken meal that you can feed to to salmon. And finally, Matthew, what's the top tip you have for consumers if they want to make sure that they're eating seafood sustainably? Oh, go the filter feeders. My favourite things in the world, oysters, mussels, to some extent scallops. We're not very good at managing those in Australia yet, but we will get there. Start at the bottom of the food chain. So those beautiful, beautiful things that actually clean the water as they grow. And then that also takes pressure off some of the bigger species. You just gave me permission to smash a dozen oysters? Yeah, smash a dozen oysters. Any day of the year, smash a dozen oysters. But if you're going to have tuna, maybe that's your birthday dish. Got it. That's living. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we want. You're supposed to look at food as your friend. Food is always your friend. So whenever I buy seafood now, I always consult the app, Australia's Sustainable Seafood Guide. It is so helpful. And when I'm not on that app, I'm scrolling through pics on social. I'd love to see a snap of your next seafood feast. Hashtag at Little Green Pod. I'll leave a thumbs up, maybe even an octopus emoji in the comments. And while you've got your device out, well, you may as well search for more episodes of Little Green Pod. They're free on ABC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Little Green Pod is an ABC Audio Studios and ABC Regional and Local production. It's presented by me, Fee Poole. It's produced by Samantha Turnbull. Audio engineer is Simon Branthwaite. And executive producers are Liz Keane and Rachel Fountain. 